Hey, Jen. Hey, Tina. You ready? I'm ready. Okay, here we go. You're listening to Speaking of Racism. On November 15, 2019, the Texas Court of Criminal Appeals stayed the execution of Rodney Reed. This was a major victory. If you've been listening to Speaking of Racism for some time, you may be familiar with the episode that we did last year highlighting this. For those of you who haven't heard it and are interested, it's back in the archives from November 3rd of 2019. Here we are one year later, and Tina was able to sit down with the brother of Rodney Reed, Roderick Reed, and he joined Tina to talk to her about what's been going on, how Rodney's doing, what they're facing as they move forward with a new trial, and how we can assist and help them in this fight for Rodney's freedom. First of all, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me. How is Rodney doing, I think, is the first thing I'd like to know. Um, How are you all doing, the family? And uh, we can just kind of go from there. Basically, uh, Rodney was in a consensual relationship with Stacey Stites, who herself was also engaged to a Giddings police officer by the name of Jimmy Fennell. They were in a consensual secret relationship and quite a few people knew about it. They tried to keep it hush, but Bastrop is a small country town and word got out. Long story short, he uh, threatened to uh, kill my brother if he didn't leave Stacy alone. And eventually he ended up murdering her instead and setting my brother up for the crime. Well. On the, at the crime scene, we'll talk about the crime itself. They said he was supposedly, supposed strangled and raped Stacy Stites. Well, there was a murder weapon, a belt used, they said was used to uh, strangle Stacy. One part was found at the crime scene. The other part was found where the vehicle she was driving was left. Anyway, they have yet to do any DNA testing on that belt. They have yet to do any testing on uh, the hair, the uh, fluids they found in the truck. There's a lot of stuff they did not test. Uh, And my brother's on death row. There were fingerprints found at the crime scene. None of them belonged to my brother. There was DNA found at the crime scene that my brother made his attorneys test Uh, the beer cans that was at the crime scene, those beer cans later revealed DNA of two officers, David Hall and Ed Samella. David Hall, who is the best friend of Jimmy Fennell, who lived in the same apartment complex as Jimmy Fennell. All three are law officers, Jimmy Fennell, David Hall, and Ed Samella. DNA was at the scene. That test came back before the trial ended, the prosecution withheld that evidence. The jury never heard that. They never got a chance to hear that part of it. And Rocky Warlow, who was a Texas Ranger who was investigating this, said the reason they didn't seek Jimmy Fennell out as, as he, they said they looked at him as a suspect, but the reason they didn't t- you know, search his apartment 
and all this stuff is because the timeline didn't match how would be he be able to drop that vehicle off and walk all the way back to Giddings. It just didn't fit. It just was impossible. But the DNA at the crime scene tells you it's possible. David Hall, who lived in the same apartment complex, DNA was found at the crime scene. See, a lot of people don't know these things. And so basically, that is a Brady violation, withholding evidence from the defense. And they did that. They did that. And what's crazy about that is the, the judge allowed the DNA testing. That stuff was supposed to go to the defense first. Then the defense was supposed to release it to the prosecutor so they be on the same page. But it was released to the prosecutors and not revealed to the defense until months, maybe a year after the case, after they convicted my brother, did we find this out. So that's just the tip of the iceberg. You know, um, the same day that Stacy's body was found, there's records proving Jimmy Fennell drained his bank account, sold the truck that she was driving, that was supposed to be held as evidence itself. It was part of a crime scene. They released it back to him. They took whatever DNA evidence they wanted to take out of it, hoping that it would come back to Rodney and released it back to Jimmy Fennell. I'm thinking that's what they were figuring. I don't know. But all I do know, and the facts are, they released that truck without holding it. They did very shoddy testing. They you know, uh, withheld evidence. Everything I'm telling you is facts, okay? And today, you know, to this day, we've, we've lived through two dates of them trying to execute my brother. We, we, God has blessed us to get these stays to prove his innocence. And right now, where it stands, where we're looking at now is February 15th, is a evidentiary hearing that's gonna be held in Bastrop County here to admit the medical and scientific evidence that proves his innocence. And I'll elaborate a little bit on that. The Innocence Project sought out the best medical examiners in the Western Hemisphere. They got Dr. Bodden, Dr. Riddick, Dr. Spence, now, Dr. Biden was the one who did the autopsy on JFK, Martin Luther King, John Bonet Ramsey, all high-profile cases. He's also considered the grandfather of forensic science and, and, and medical examining. Uh, he taught in that in universities for years, the best of the best. The, his other colleagues are renowned as well. And they all did independent studies of the crime scene evidence, the photos, everything that they had, everything they had. And they all came up with the same conclusion. There was no way medically or scientifically my brother could have committed that crime based on all the evidence they got based on the body, the rigor mortis, the, the, every, all the forensic science that they went through. And they found no signs of rape. 
those times, you know what I mean? And they even went on to say that she was murdered before, well before 12 midnight, when she was supposed to leave at work at three in the morning. The time of death, they all came up at the same time of death. It, she had been dead on way before they claimed she went to work. And they also found that an abnormal amount of fluid in her lungs suggesting drowning as the cause of death, not strangulation. They believed the strangulation was later on to stage the death. Now these are the best. The Innocence Project out of New York, Barry Sheck, all of the best of the best came up with these findings. Dr. Biden came here to Bastrop a couple of years ago to tell the court of his findings. And the judge at the time said, well, Dr. Biden, uh, we're not gonna keep you here long. We feel, we know you're an important man. You got much more important things to do than to be here. And Dr. Biden looked at me and said, this is important. This is very important. You know, they tried to, you know, make light. You know, I, it, it is crazy of what, what we've been going through and what we're still going through. So anyway, that is what all that evidence that they have, and they have other, more testimonies of other people coming forth, testifying as to the known relationship of Rodney. There's family members of Stacey Stice that have come forward and said, we believe you have the wrong man in custody. They have wrote letters to the governor of the Texas. They have, you know, some of Stacey Stice's family is fighting right alongside with me, have been on TV shows, talk shows with me family members now, you know, this is just not, and, and yet, here we are having this conversation while my brother is still on death row. We have all this evidence. We have all this testimony. We have scientific proof, medical proof, everything. And my brother still sits on death row and it's been almost going on 24 years now, you know, and, and me and my family, we stand together in faith that justice will be had in this because the day they convicted my brother, my mom gave one statement. She said one thing. And she walked off from the report. She said, God got his hands in this and justice will prevail. And we have stood on that. My mother was the one that rallied everybody, got everybody, you know what I mean? She was the leader. She was a spokesperson 20 some years ago. She led the fight and she's still in the fight. Don't get it twisted. I just, picked up the mantle because my mom, she's getting up in age and she's she's done, she she needs a break, she needs help. And I am a son and I'm gonna give her all that I got and that's my brother and I'm gonna give him all that I got. And, and that's where we are today. And that is what's going on in our lives. And I just wanna say this before I, I stop and you can direct me any other way you wanna go, but 
over the last past 20 some years living this nightmare that you can't wake up from seeing other people going through the same thing all over the nation it has drawn out a fight in me and my family to seek justice for all to end the death penalty period because this is inhumane it is racist it is biased and it should not be a part of anything that is good and we are america are good we're supposed to be we're supposed to you know what i mean it should not be a part of that and so we see the need we see every day another rodney reed just with a different name you know and our fight is much bigger now than just getting Rodney home. That's our main focus right now. Don't get it twisted. But our fighters went beyond that. It's to be the voice for the people who have no voice. It is to stand up and try to abolish the death penalty. Period. You know, and, and I can't I can't see any other way than that. You know, people ask me all the time, man. How do you go on? How do you know all these years and what gives you the strength and what give and I always point to God and He has put this on my heart to do this. That's why the fight is God has laid his task on me and my family to help try to change and make a difference in this world. So that nobody else has to suffer as we have suffered. We are suffering. My family is not whole right now. We're suffering. And uh, every day we suffer because a part of us is not here with us. So that's that's about uh <laughs> wow. You know, I you know when I talk to people and I, I talk on this a lot, you know, but it always bring back, you know, it's because I'm still in this fight. I'm still doing this and it's very emotional for me. You know, it's, it's very painful, you know, to know that the state is trying to kill someone that you love for nothing. And there's nothing that you can do but raise your voice. It's all we have is our voice. We have no money. We have a voice and our faith in God. And that's what we're trying to use to make the difference. But, you know, it, it, it gets tiring too at times, you know. But anyway, that's where we are, you know, and I've been going through a lot and my family's been going through a lot, but we're still here. Rodney is strong. He's healthy. Uh, we haven't been able to see him since this whole pandemic started. It's been, you know, since march you know that we've been able to see him uh they do allow him a phone call every two weeks maybe five minutes you know just to let everybody know he's all right that's all we get you know besides corresponding through mail or j pages or something like that we'll j page him and he'll you know write a letter or whatever you know um you know but he's doing good he's he's optimistic and he's looking forward for uh this day in court here to enter and all that evidence. He's looking forward to finally getting something going his way, getting the truth out, you know, 
and that's all we want. That's, that's all we ask for. I'm not asking for anybody just to up and free Rodney Reed. I'm asking for y'all to give Rodney Reed a free trial so he can free himself. You know, that's what I'm saying. Because we have everything we need and then some to bring him on if they allow it. Why won't they allow it? What are they afraid of? Why can't they admit, admit their mistakes that they made or, or just bite the bullet and say, hey, we messed up. We railroaded the wrong guy. Just, just let the truth come out. But don't take an innocent man's life. It, it, it bothers me, you know what I mean? And uh, it angers me. It really does. But I try to focus it in a in a right way to get something productive out of it. To not hinder the cause, but to elevate it. People want to get involved. How they can get involved? Number one, vote. Put people in there. Do your due diligence, background search. Find somebody in your area that you feel is most closest to where you're trying to go. What would you like to see happen out there? You know what I mean? Do that. And then there are campaigns that you can join. We have people that ask all the time, what can we do to help and everything else? Well, all help is needed and appreciated. But we need commitment along with that, dedication along with that. Because this is a fight. This is a war. And we need people to stand out there on the front lines, hold up signs, voice their opinion in public, do it the right way, and stay committed, follow through. That's what we need. That's the only way it's going to change. We all got to be moving in the same direction. And sometimes people look at it and they say, well, you know, they want to judge on the progress, you know, or, or, or the length of success or whatever, but it's not about all that. As long as we're moving in the right direction, no matter if it's an inch or a mile, it's positive. And we got to stay positive. Don't worry about the size because that will come. Just do what you can do and let God do the rest at the end of the day. You know what I mean? And that's how we make a difference. That's how people can get involved. What I'm gathering from what you shared is that what you need from supporters right now is consistency, using our voice, um, continuing to do things in a way that represents justice, represents compassion, represents um, a desire not only to bring Rodney home, but also to see the death penalty abolished in this nation. Um, where is the best place that people can go to find out more about Rodney and the case and all of the details? You just listed several details, but folks who really want to educate themselves about what has been going on over the past 20 years that that Rodney's legal team has been working on and all of the um, experts that you referenced that have been really working to um, bring about all of the evidence um, to present to prove Rodney's innocence. So where would you recommend that people go? Are there petitions to sign right now? Um, you mentioned the February 15th date of the trial. 
Um, are you wanting folks to show up at the courthouse on that date? Well, or you could go, uh, you could start with Read Justice, Read Justice Initiative. Go um, to Read Justice Initiative, that's a Facebook page, and then we got other links to other Rodney Reed uh, organizations, all of them that work in hand in hand with Read Justice Initiative. Read Justice Initiative is the family's uh, website to save Rodney Reed. Uh, it is a foundation that we started. Uh, uh, I and my mom and uh, my wife. And so you can go there and, and get more information. And <clears throat> as far as February 15th, yes, we're asking people to show up. We're asking people to be at the courthouse. And I know, first off, there's going to be limited space. There's going to be limited seating. And it's a very small courthouse. It's held in Bastrop County uh, Jail. But I have a solution to solve that is every hour or so that we're there, we're going to rotate people out, except for the immediate family. Have people on the outside with signs. Give everybody a chance to go into the courtroom, to sit there for an hour. Just rotate out. Get because we're not, it's not going to have space, but give everybody a chance to come in there and show their support, show their face, show their love to Rodney, see him, and, 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 and work outside at the same time, holding sands, protesting, and, and that's that's the way, uh, that's what we plan. And uh, so, yes, February 15th, uh, 9 a.m., Bastrop County Sheriff's Department is where it's going to be at. And that is in the state of Texas. And um, I know that there are folks that um, are already making plans to, to be there um, to, to support uh, you and the family um, and hopefully see that Rodney does receive justice finally, yeah. once and for all. Is there anything else that you would like to share with our audience? Um, just share this with friends, family your church. And at the end of the day, just think, if we don't stand up today, it could be your family next. You know what I mean? It could be anybody and, and we need to put an end to this. And right now we have my brother's case. I feel God is is, 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 is a work here. I know he is, I, I, you know, it's made history thus far. You know, uh, you know, over 500,000 faith leaders signed a petition. Right, four million people around the world signed a petition. There's an amicus brief that was written by active retired police officers on behalf of somebody on death row never done before. You know, there was bipartisan support, both Democrats and Republicans supporting somebody on death row, never done before. Let's continue making history and let's get free Rodney Reed and abolish the death penalty. We have the momentum, we have the advantage, we have everything we need. All we need is the people to stand behind us. That is it. That's what I want you listeners to know. Let's finish where we started. Let's be, let's follow through. Let's follow through. Follow through. Hopefully we are just almost there, right at the end of the tunnel so that Rodney can be released and, and be home with you and your family. Um, Roderick, thank you so much for the time today and we will continue to stand with you and look forward to Rodney being proven innocent of this 
murder that he did not commit so that he can come home. So thank you so much. We will continue to stand with you. Thank you. Thank you for, you know, doing what you do. You know, thank you for helping us get the message out. God bless you. Keep you. And you have a blessed day, baby. Thank you. You too. And thank you to Grapes for the music. The song is I Don't Know.